Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Beautifully Aligned podcast. I am so happy that you are here today. It has been a hot minute since I have recorded an episode. I did release one last week um, that was previously recorded, but I got sick and I'm going on week two now. It's been, well, it's been well over two weeks that I've been sick. And I didn't want to do that to you to listen to me sniffling. I wasn't feeling my best. So I took a couple of weeks off. So that is that. But I am back and I am so energized to chat with you today. I know that last time I mentioned doing an intro and I promise I will do that. I think it'll help just with those of you that are new, understand what this podcast is about. So I'm not repeating myself in different ways every single episode, but I didn't want to do that while I was sick. So I didn't forget if you did listen to last week's episode and it's not here, I will get to that. So this podcast, the Beautifully Aligned podcast, talks about not only your inner world, which is your mindset, the way you feel, your emotions, all of that, but also your outer world. So your beauty, your wellness, your style, your environment, and all of those things go together when you're looking to create your most beautifully aligned life. And I am a certified life coach, ICF accredited. So everything that I share is, you know, backed by science, education, but also my own personal experience. A lot of it actually is my own personal experience. So I feel like that makes it extra good, extra fun. And Without further ado, I am going to be talking with you today about decluttering. So why decluttering? Okay, so a few reasons. Spring is coming. I hope it comes fast. I don't know about you, but I am so over winter. It has felt like the longest winter ever, and... I'm tired of the cold. I'll try not to complain too much, but I'm just, I'm ready for spring. I'm ready for warm weather. I'm ready for cute spring and summer clothes, pool days, spending time outside, going for hikes, all of those things. So I'm ready to say goodbye to winter and welcome spring. Spring officially starts March 19th. And that's just next month. So why not talk about a good declutter, a good spring cleaning? And like I said at the beginning of this episode in explaining what this podcast is all about, it's not just your inner world, but it's also your outer world. So in this episode, I'm going to cover how to declutter your physical space, but also your mental space and how decluttering actually helps your mental health. So I'm going to give you lots of tips. I'm going to share some personal stuff and it's going to be fun. There is a significant relationship between holding on to stuff, whether that's physical, whether that's mental or both, 
on the other. So when you're holding on to physical junk, for lack of a better word, or you're holding on to some emotional baggage, it's likely to impact each area of your life. So just kind of going in with a holistic approach is my best tip for you. And I have done this myself. And I've done this with clients. And there are just so many advantages of tidying up, if you will, um, stealing that line from Marie Kondo. There's a huge advantage of tidying up your physical environment, especially to impact your mental environment. So I have to mention really quick, last week I came out with my very first workbook. It is 40 pages long. It is called the Identity Workbook, Five Steps to Creating Yourself. And it is amazing. I spent so much time putting it together for you. But one of the the steps that pertains to this episode is edit. In editing your limiting beliefs, but also editing your physical space and your style. So highly recommend getting this workbook, even if it's just for that edit piece. So that edit section of the workbook goes into challenging limiting beliefs and switching up the way that you think and feel and believe the negative things or the things you don't want to feel about yourself. And you're going to work to come up with new empowering beliefs that will then impact not only your mindset, but how you dress and how your environment reflects back to you. I will link that workbook in the show notes. It is $22, which I think is an incredible price for everything you get. You get all of the action steps to just really overhaul your life create your after story, clear out those challenging and limiting beliefs that there's so much in it. And I just, I'm so excited about it. So for those of you interested, it is in the show notes. Okay, so moving on, let's get into the physical aspect of your environment, like decluttering that physical space. And I'll talk a little bit about the mental benefits of doing that as well. Think about working in a super messy room, like a messy desk. There's stuff everywhere. There's papers like scattered all over on the floor. There's just, I don't know, books and crap everywhere. That leads to stress for most people. Actually, I don't know anyone that would not be stressed out by that. But there was actually a study that was done that people who described their homes as messy or their work environments as messy or not clean had higher levels of cortisol, which is the stress hormone that we produce when we're stressed. So they had higher levels than those who said that they have clean and organized homes. If that's not proof enough to organize your home and keep it tidy, I don't know what is. That study reminds me of feng shui, which is a philosophy that involves rearranging objects to create balances between you and your environment. 
and thus creating harmony. And there's this thought that there is an energy flow to how your physical surroundings are kind of organized and positioned. So clutter and messes and things and junk that you really don't like can cause a buildup of stagnant energy. The energy isn't flowing through your space wherever it is. It could be like a a small space, like your work, like your desk, or it could be a whole room. But any sort of clutter, any object, furniture, whatever it is that is something you don't like or you're hanging on to it because you're like, what if I need this? at such and such time or whatever, there's kind of a negative connotation to it, or you don't like the way it looks, it creates a block, like an actual energy block, which is kind of the whole idea of feng shui. And conversely, a clear space allows energy to circulate freely. Just think like good vibes, it stimulates creativity clarity, and really invites abundance into your life, which is what we all want to have, right? Am I am I right or am I right? So all of that to say that it is absolutely crucial to take a really hard look and edit your environment from a macro level to a micro level. What do I mean by that? So macro is like, where you live, like the location in which you live, the city, state, are you happy with it? And yeah, maybe it's really hard to think about moving if you hate where you live, if it doesn't energize you, if the people around you aren't your cup of tea, whatever it is, changing your environment makes such a big impact on your mental space. So macro is where you where you live. And personally, I've shared this in a couple episodes now. My husband and I moved to Arizona from California. We just were not liking the vibe of California for so many reasons. And now we are in Arizona and my mental space has done a 180. It is so different in the best way possible. We love it. We both love it so much. So that made such a huge impact on my mental space. I was able to be more creative. I was able to have more clarity. It's where I came to know really who I am and make that choice to become a life coach. So, so many positive changes in such a short amount of time which is what I help women do for themselves. So thinking about your macro, like where do you live? And then whittling it down to your home, your environment, everything around you, like I said, is a choice. So the furniture, do you like looking at it? Is it um, functional? Is it appealing or is it not? down to your junk drawer. So we hold on to things like, oh, I might need this someday. And then the junk drawer, we all have a junk drawer, but it accumulates and we hold on to this stuff, which then becomes 
energy. And if we obsess over our belongings, they start to gain power power over us by causing worry. And then we want more and better. And so when you get rid of stuff that you no longer use, you actually teach your brain not to become attached to things or associate them with who you are. Us in, I'm in America, in the United States, I know many other countries are like this, but kind of consumer-driven countries, we kind of associate with what we have physically, our material possessions with who we are. So really taking a close, deep look, and it might sound silly thinking about that for your junk drawer, but just trust me that when you clear it out, you will feel so much clearer mentally. Let's get into mental clutter. So a cluttered mind is not something any of us want. I'm sure if you've had a cluttered mind, you are agitated, you are annoyed, you do not have clarity, you are not focused, your mind is like everywhere ping-ponging to different thoughts, beliefs, feelings. It really, really impacts who we are and how we interact with the world. I've also personally found that when I have a cluttered mind, I go from the past, like thinking about past stuff to future. And in both instances, it's never pretty. It's not positive. It's like ping ponging back and forth to past to future in like an anxiety mindset versus having clarity, being peaceful and not cluttered. So that's partially because you're not living in the present moment. And in the present moment is the only place that you have power. We don't have power over the past. We do have power over the future by our habits. And I'll get into that. But living in the present moment rather than ping ponging back and forth is not at all helpful. Let's talk strategies for decluttering the mind. I have several to give you, and I really hope that they help. These will free up your mental space for much more important things, for more clarity, for more peace, for more understanding, all of the good things. Okay, so number one is to journal. There are so many ways to journal. There are journals that have prompts for you. There are different like niche journals for different things. And you can also just free journal, like sit down and just start writing, which I have done in the past. I haven't done that lately. Maybe I should do that. But it's where you literally open up a blank page and you just start writing. There's no pressure. You just start writing whatever comes to you. And it is amazing what you can get out and unpack and reveal and work through by doing this. I will also once again recommend the workbook that I mentioned to you because there are, I think there's over 35 different journal prompts and they go in order and there's instructions for everything. But if you are looking to enhance your identity, create your identity in any area of your life. And I give you so many different areas to work on in the workbook. That is a great tool if you are looking for that. So journaling is huge. It's amazing for moving past 
any unpleasant experiences, thoughts, feelings, beliefs. This next one is freaking hard. It's hard for me. I don't know if it's hard for you, but it is giving up, multitasking. I am a multitasking queen. I will clean whatever, like clean the house while I listen to a podcast. I will like talk on the phone to someone while I'm cleaning. I will try and play with my daughter while I'm, why does my mind go to cleaning? Maybe because we're talking about decluttering, but I guess with cleaning, it's okay. At least it's okay for me to multitask in some cases, like to listen to something while you clean, I think is okay. But multitasking, like say you're working on something and then you're going back and forth between another project or you get up to do laundry and then you go have lunch and then you come back to work all within like 10 minutes. That's kind of what I mean by multitasking. And I have a problem with this and I am really trying to stop. So the human mind is not built for multitasking. Believe it or not, there are studies around this. I will not bore you with them. But it is not built for multitasking. So focusing on one thought, whether you're working through your thoughts, like, okay, an example that I just thought of is if you're journaling and listening to music, that probably is not the most helpful, especially if the music has words in it, because it's hard to process the words you're listening to and the words that you're writing down. So that's what I mean, too, by multitasking. So focusing on one thought at a time or task at a time instead of, like I said, constantly just jumping from one to another is going to significantly improve your mental clutter, especially when you're focusing on your mental space and say journaling or reading a book or working on this workbook or talking about your feelings and emotions with a coach, a therapist, a friend, you don't want your phone to be lighting up next to you and you know, you're scrolling the internet. You know what I mean? So multitasking, that is one I am still trying to master. But when I do, I feel so much better. I feel so much more productive. I feel so much more positive. Like I'm in such a a more positive mindset when I do not multitask. Next up is editing the information that you are taking in. What do I mean by this? I mean, reading the news, social media, TV, those are all wonderful things, but they can all clutter your mind if you are not intentional about consuming in all of these areas, social media, TV, news. So there are a few ways to do this. I I like to say information diet. I love that term. So thinking about on social media, for example, who do you follow? Are there people you follow that you need to edit out? Do you need to unfollow? Do you need to mute? Do you need to archive posts? What do you need to do so that you are not falling down a negative rabbit hole or looking at things that really you don't want to be looking at. 
So that's what I mean by social media and limiting your time really too. So whether it's setting a timer, I know there's something on your phone. I am honestly too scared to do it myself, but I know there's like a tracker where you can see how much time you are spending on your phone. So same thing goes for TV and news. So really limiting the time and curating what it is that you are consuming to to how you want to feel, how you want to think, how you want to be. So for me personally, I really never seek out the news. I will look at things here and there, but it is like 0.005% of my day. If that, sometimes I, I don't even know what's going on. So maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's bad, but the news for me is a mind fuck a lot of the time. And it adds to my mental clutter and I don't like to consume it. Same goes for TV for me. There are very intentional times when I will watch something. If it's a show that I want to watch, it will not have commercials. I don't know the last time I saw a commercial. So the information diet is so, so huge to really be careful, mindful, protective of your energy and your mental clutter. Next up is establishing routines. And the more specific that you can get with your routines, the better. So what do I mean by this? I mean like planning out what you are going to eat for breakfast, what you're going to wear, how you're going to prepare your lunch, your dinner, like your meals for the day, what you're going to wear, what makeup you're going to put on, what time you're going to do your workout and actually following through with those things saves so much mental space rather than going into the day, like doing tasks that maybe don't need to be done or thinking up things and starting to multitask. You know what I mean if you're anything like me. So it really establishing a routine and creating habits and patterns for yourself is so key to making this positive change when you are looking to decrease mental clutter. And I could do so many episodes on habits and patterns. It is probably the number one uh, tool that I work with my clients on in coaching is breaking bad habits or unwanted habits and patterns and replacing them with new and actually having them stick. There is some statistic about um, New Year's resolutions and like the percentage of people that keep their resolution and follow through and and stay persistent and consistent with their actions and their habits and patterns. And it is really low, like through the whole year. It is very, very low. And I do see that myself with my clients. So establishing routines is huge. If you want to work on that, I am accepting a couple of clients. I I have two spaces right now. So if that's something that you want to work on, let me know because that that is so much easier said than done. We can say you know, I'm, I'm creating these new habits and, and this is my goal and here's how I'm going to achieve it. 
but it's difficult to stick with those habits. So establishing routines is huge for your mental clutter. Lastly, and certainly not least, is meditation. So meditation teaches you to focus on the present. I talked earlier about when we have mental clutter, a lot of the time we ping pong back and forth from past to future, but meditation keeps you in the present, which is what keeps you calm, clear, anti-anxiety, just so focused. And by focusing on something, whether it's a guided meditation or focusing on your breathing, there are so many amazing breathing meditations. It gives your mind a rest from anything chaotic. Your mind is not going to be ping-ponging when you are properly meditating, which is staying focused on the meditation. And I've recommended them before, and I'm going to do it again. If you are looking for free guided meditations, Insight Timer is so good. There are hundreds, if not thousands of um, meditations for all different sorts of things. There's like meditations for abundance, for money, for clutter, for your environment, for falling asleep. Like there's so many different meditations and it's so good and it's free, which is one of the best parts. So those are all of my tips on mental, clearing that mental clutter, clearing the environmental clutter And this all, everything I've talked about really is a form of self-care. It is so important. It is so helpful when you are looking to live your most beautifully aligned life to discard unwanted objects, you know, furniture, maybe it's people, uh, social media, people that you follow, TV shows, the news. So When you clear that out, you are clearing space and positive energy flow to welcome in the new, to welcome in the positive. So I like to think about like deep breath in and then out and think about literally like the physical aspect of out with the old and in with the new. And when we do this, Our intuition is so much brighter. It's so much clearer. It can guide us. We're so much more creative. And so I really hope that this was helpful for you, especially as we go into spring. Let me know if you're excited for spring and summer as well. I'm curious to know how you're feeling about this winter. You can send me a DM on Instagram. I will leave my Instagram account in the show notes so you can follow me there. We have fun over there. Or you can email me as always. And with that, I will be back next week. I really will. Knock on wood or acrylic as my desk is. I won't get sick again. And I'll be back. So I hope that you have a fabulous rest of your week. And I will chat with you soon. Bye.